we're back just outside podcast special episode today mike pavala we got a uh second time guest joining us again second time guest this is the two time two yes. times yeah back, back back again the the co-host of toronto <laughs> i die podcast and the tunnel club we got mike newell back with us again man mike how you been man been a crazy summer you been i'm good man keith mike thanks for having me back um wild summer man like it's <laughs> like i was saying to you guys before we reported like obviously the last time we talked i was just a fan like just you know being part of a supporter group and stuff and now doing the tunnel club and and doing toronto i die like i'm realizing the scope of the club not just in in toronto and southwestern ontario but like internationally with these signs i'm sure you guys want to get into but yeah man it's 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 been a wild summer just for me personally but also just in terms of how it's interacted with the club it's crazy man it's crazy to see like it's been and we'll get into it now but like just talk let's start off with this summer that's been with tfc and the signings obviously that we knew were coming before with insignia but we're now with um, a couple other italians some great um i'm happy we've got some canadian talent coming back to the club as well let's let's jump into that and what your thoughts on this this Probably for me, the biggest summer probably in the club's history. Yeah, but without a doubt, it's the biggest summer window the club's ever yeah. had. It might be just simply the biggest transfer period this club's ever had. You're talking about a team that went out and signed Sebastian Jovinko in his prime, you know, essentially traded, signed for Josie Altador, yeah. um, went out and did a double dip for Defoe and Bradley back in the day but this is next next level you know yeah. like we knew Insigne was coming and we knew obviously like you don't have to talk about his world-class talent people all know that yeah. it's not something yeah. you have to debate um but the fact that they can go and then get Bernadeschi right like when that like crazy the first yeah. when I first heard the rumor the, you know when the first time I heard the rumor it was a tweet from a dude that interacts with the show who was like Yo, I my friend who works in Yorkville, I saw Bernadeschi downtown. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Come on, like, yeah, I know. I saw. Like I saw Bernadeschi downtown eating. Like you know, it's like I saw Elvis in Vegas eating. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's like one of those things where I'm like, come on, man. Like, yeah. Right. But then yeah. this thing, you know what? It's it's weird with transfer rumors, right? Like, and we've seen them worldwide, but it's still fairly new to MLS fan bases yeah that like that one little kernel thing and you're thinking it's nonsense and it just wouldn't die it just kept and then like i started hearing from more like people that i know that are a little bit more in that in that realm i don't profess to be in that transfer realm at all yeah but i know people who are and they're just like there's legs to this like it's not it's not you know there's a possibility and to have him come and then on top of that you get Crescito. And then you get Mark Anthony K coming back, which Crazy. I think I talked about this on the podcast wow. on Monday might yeah. actually be like weirdly the key to all of this. I think um, so. And I'll get, and I'll get to that in a second, but then yeah. you go and get Daniil back, right. Fills yeah. a need that you didn't think you were going to have to fill, but you know, if you're going to fill it, fill it with of course. You know, the guy who knows you. Right. Yeah. And yeah. then at the end, and then, and then, and then, and then right. <laughs> <laughs> you go out and you get Ricky Larea back yeah, on loan, like, right? Like, you know, crazy. it's incredible. Like, you essentially bought five new starters for your team in one window and yeah. plugged them all in within a month. It's it's 
it's nuts. It's insane. Because for me, I think me and Mike were talking. I think this was before. I think when we just heard the Encina news and he had signed it was official. And I always said, I think it'll be next season where we're going to be, TFC is going to be very dangerous. But it looks like they fast forwarded this summer and who well, knows who knows we'll, we'll, we'll pump race we'll see about this <laughs> who season. knows i mean it's who knows you know what i mean like it's it's one of the things what we talk about a lot on the podcast in terms of you know look this team let's not let's not mince words here they were bad right yeah. up until yeah. up until this last month they were bad and and they deserved where they were and now look don't get me wrong right there was a plan to all of this um, I think for TFC fans, it's really hard to accept that this team is rebuilding and, and had to go through this period of using the kids yeah. because the club is now you it's funny because for, for, for you, Keith, for me, we know this club prior to all these big stars coming, <laughs> yeah. right? So we know yeah. what this club was before. So like to us, it's like, okay, this, like, it sucks. I don't want to be here, but I, at least I know what that you know, looks like. Yeah, exactly. But a lot yeah. of people don't, they don't remember. Right. Yeah. So it's for them. This is the first time to watch this team be as bad as they were. Yeah. And I, I always hesitate on jumping on the young players because you're asking a lot of young talent to step into it, a lot. Right. Yeah. To step yeah. into the first team for the first time. For yeah. most of them, there it is their real first professional minutes. Yeah. And asking them to then bear the weight of the expectation of yeah. what this crest means and exactly. what we think it should be. And, and I'm glad Bob Bradley's here. Like I'm glad he is there because he can shelter them from that a little bit. Yeah. And he can yeah. also guide them through this and, and, and be real about the fact that this is a process and it's not going to just all of a sudden be, well, I mean, that might change now, but <laughs> yeah. you know, it's not all of a sudden going to be like, well, it's MLS Cup now. It's guaranteed, and, yeah. and you know, so it, it's been a rough start of the year. Yeah, and yeah. I think now fans can kind of say, like, look, you're getting rewarded a little bit yeah. in terms of sticking it out because now you can watch this team maybe go on a ten game run and see where they end see up in terms of the up. playoffs. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like I, like you said, it's it's now. We'll see the way they got. What about ten, nine, ten games left in the season? Yeah. 10 right yeah. Ten, right nine yeah. ten games left yeah. in the season i think if they find themselves in there i know the playoff spot's not too far but i think they're about four four points out of i don't know how many it's not just the hand. points they gotta jump like they gotta jump a or few, six teams right? they gotta jump a lot of teams to the thing make is, it the thing is if they do get in that's a team you know nobody is trying to see no that's uh, no. nobody if they, get, if they go if they get to the playoffs yeah do not like if there's bet if even if vegas takes out if you're a betting person you put your money you on that team money getting to the team. final you put yeah. that Easy. money on that team making the final Easy. because no one no one is gonna when you talk about the playoffs you gotta see bernadeski and insignia in form plus in form ready plus, to go. plus plus in form yeah. like nah you don't want to deal with that exactly but talking about those pluses those pluses that i i love but let's let's can we, I need you to dive in on the, the Mark Anthony K uh, accusation as well as Richie, who I think is going to be, those two for me are going to be huge, yeah. huge, huge parts. Yeah. We talked about this on the podcast the other day. Like I think uh, obviously people are going to say Bernadaski is the most important in this window. Yeah. Obviously we knew Insigne was already coming. And to a yeah. certain extent, we also know Pushito was coming because they're kind of yeah. a package deal. But I think Mark Anthony K is, if he can stay fit, yeah. he is the most important part of this because that midfield needed help. 
And and, and that's not to say, you know, like Oso and Michael Bradley are fantastic footballers. We know that. But they needed that extra player, that third person in the midfielder who is a, a guy who can progress the ball, yeah. really play box to box, box, to box right? Yeah. And yeah. Take, take that pressure off Michael Bradley so that when, and you saw it in the Charlotte game, right? Yeah. When Michael Bradley can just be Michael Bradley <laughs> and just handle what he does, he's still classic. He still, he still can, yeah. Yeah. He's still, right? he's still do it, it, yeah. It, it, but now you have mark anthony k who can do that running for him a little bit who can yeah. progress the ball for him a little bit um and then also is also right like you know yeah. you know he's gonna do what he does best so i think he's kind of the key to all of this in Sydney and bernardeski of course they're classed and when they're not in the lineup offensively you're going to obviously see that but i think from a from a if you can have mark anthony k michael bradley also in the midfield and say the wingers are not in the game for whatever reason. Yeah. Maybe you're not, you're not going to be the prettiest game in the world, but you definitely stay in games a lot longer. Yeah. 100%. With those prior to with those three, moves. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And then, of course, just... Richie, right? You yeah. saw it again on, on Saturday. Richie <laughs> right brings such a dynamic, right? Down that right hand, the way he's connecting with Bernadeschi already. Yeah. In yeah. 63 minutes, fresh off a of flight from Nottingham. Like, that's what we were saying this weekend, too. It's crazy. Yeah. It looks so it, sharp. It, well, I think, and he mentioned this in his in his interviews, right? Since he's come back, he's like, okay, yes, disappointing that he didn't get the minutes that he had hoped to get with Nottingham. But I think even just being in that environment and training every day yeah, training, made yeah. him a better player. And he and Michael Singh said this on the podcast, which I which I really love. He now come can come back to this league thinking like, wait, I'm better than MLS. Uh, yeah. I know <laughs> I can play at a higher level. I just yeah. did it. Right. So it's, yeah. it's this idea where he can come in now and just boss games. You awesome. know what I mean? Boss the flank. And 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 that is if you're a TFC fan, you can't help but be excited by that. No. Yeah. With, yeah. with, with Richie, for me, he's always been a top, top guy. Great guy, too. And I think it's perfect, perfect, perfect situation with for him too. leading him to World Cup. You're not going to play every single game. Exactly. Meaningful matches. Right. So I think, yeah, he's going to be definitely a different uh, big piece for me. For them making Absolutely. this run, but I'm very, uh, very excited. And also, you touched on Oso, but let's. What are your views on him? And like, I think he's having a career year for me. Probably the best we've seen Oso play. And I he's saw been you, our best play. He's been our yeah, best he's been the best player this year. He's been, but hands down, he's been your best player. And I know he's had some injury problems in sort of the beginning of the season, and and that in a lot of ways you kind of sort of sit back and say, what if? Yeah. Um, if he was fit for those games, but. Look, I have a controversial take on on Oso. I know a lot of people don't agree with me. To me, if you can find ways, to, and other teams can find ways to give domestic DP deals to players who are not as good as Jonathan Osorio, right? I know it's not going to happen. I know TFC won't do that. They wouldn't do uh, it. They won't do that, right? Like if they you wouldn't. can, if, no. right? Because if you have a DP spot and Harry Kane. I'm saying Harry Kane is good. I'm just as but an example, someone, right? No, exactly. no, I don't want Harry Kane at tips. <laughs> I know a lot of people don't. I, I, get, I get that. But like, let, okay, let's just like another player, right? Like a, another world-class player comes available to you in like the way Insigne did, which was like, if you don't get him in this window, you, when you're never yeah. going to get him, yeah. right? Opportunity's gone. The opportunity's gone. Exactly. Yeah. You have to go but, and use that DP spot on that player. But yeah. if that player does not materialize, and you have an opportunity to keep also, and and the number is is what it is. Then I still think you look at it. You may not end up doing it, but I think 
there is value in showing loyalty to uh, yeah. a player like that. Now I know there's a lot of argument around like we did that with Altador and see how that turned out, right? Yeah. yeah. But I think the situation's different. And I think that with Oso, I still think in a lot of ways we haven't fully seen the best of him. I don't think so, yeah. Right? So I still think there's more, and especially as he's maturing and, and getting older in the game and his head is it is i mean his football iq is you can see it on the pitch right yeah as it's getting better i feel like he has more goals to give i feel like those late runs in the box or something that he can really be the master of in mls and if you have somebody like that on your team signed up motivated ready to go and can stay fit it's hard to let I, I mean it's hard to it's hard to see tfc without him at this point right yeah like it's, but who do, do you get to replace him i know i was gonna say do you think they could run into to, to problems if i mean he continues this form he has a great world cup i mean he could demand a contract like that All right yeah. so yeah absolutely it's 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 a I, look it's a it's a tough situation for the club it's a tough situation for him because i know he has ambitions to maybe test himself in europe if he yeah. gets an opportunity you know, and he wants to go, how could you begrudge him, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, that opportunity. But again, if if it's a situation where he's like, I want to stay, then pay the man his money, right? Like exactly. it, it's, there's a certain point where you got to be like, I know we're kind of trying to get away from paying for past performance, but there are guys in this league that get paid for more than just performance, right? What they mean as a symbol to the club, to the community, how they interact with, the academy players that they're bringing into the first team which you are bringing a lot into the first team right like you need somebody like that around those players because for a lot of them also is that guy for them right and and you got it it's hard to lose that piece and i I don't think they can afford to we'll see what happens in the offseason yeah but it's still it's interesting that like you always forget there's still that one dp spot they still have to use do you think they don't where would you, if you, where would you go with that with that piece if you, if you're if you're picking uh, position wise? Position wise, where would I, you go I'd probably still go with a central midfielder. I still think you yeah. need another a central midfielder. Um, Philip again, Michael Bradley. Like the, the reality is that Michael Bradley will play ninety minutes as long as Michael Bradley feels like <laughs> playing ninety minutes, right? Like that's just the reality. <laughs> yeah. I've, I, I don't. I don't. I, I'm on record of saying I don't necessarily agree. He needs to be playing ninety minutes every single match. But he does. But yeah. the, but if you actually dive into his stats this season, his analytics, he's still one of the top sixes in the league at thirty five. Yep. So. Yeah. I still think you do need to spend in the central midfield spot. I have a personal, I would love to see somebody like N'Golo Conte here. I know he's out of contract (laughs) at the end of the year. So that might be another insignia where you have to wait until the summer till he comes. Because I don't think Chelsea won't let him go cheap. Um, But I mean, imagine a a player like that who can win everything. 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 And run everywhere. Everywhere. Run everywhere, right? (laughs) And And then you have the option of, Yes, we can start Michael in these in these big games, or we can rest him for other games, right? Like it yeah. gives you that's the one part, that's the one sort of position in the club where there isn't a ton of depth is yeah. that central midfield spot outside of your starting three, right? So that's where exactly. I think if you can get a player like an Angolo Conte, to me, I'd be 
perfect, right? Like, yeah. I don't think you necessarily need to spend your DP spot on a number nine. I know a lot of people will say that based on sort of how Jimenez and Io Akinola sort of performed lately. Yeah. But there's, a again, if you look around the league, there's a lot of teams in the league who don't use their DP spots on number nines and find goals. I don't think them. you need to, yeah. You don't, don't think yeah, you because to. you if, if you're already got your two DP spots on Bernadeschi and Sinier, they're creating you don't, a lot. Yeah, exactly. They can yeah. make a game very easy for a number nine. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And just to finish, I want to finish on this point because I saw you, I saw you tweeting about, I think it was a week or so ago, but obviously it's amazing. And I think TFC have knocked it out of the park since uh, obviously with designated players and stuff like that, since Jovinko. But uh, what are your views on some of these, for me, some of these academy players starting to get lost in the shuffle over these last maybe six to eight years? You see guys like um, Jordan Hamilton, Jay Chapman, Liam Frazier, I still think the club are going to regret down the line these losses we've seen. And, and um, you know, it's great that now they've brought back Mark, who is a guy who I think they really missed on, missed out on back then to bring him back. Daniel's now being Massive back mess. there as well. Daniel being mm-hmm. back there as well. But what do you view you know, you think? Because I know there's a lot of young guys in there with the Kio, with uh, Akinola, with uh, the Tom, Thompson lot down the line. And what do you, what are your views on that as well? Do you think? Where the, yeah, where the, look, guys? I, it's, I mean, look, the club is. I make no bones about it. I think they bungled it, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think they've, yeah. they, but it, it's hard because I think TFC made a conscious decision at some point that they are going to be a big club in the way that, that yeah. they operate in the market, right? And 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 it's hard to fault them because when they have, generally speaking, the results have come, right? Like it's yeah. it's so you can't, yeah, you can't. It's almost like it, it's it's two sides of a coin that's really hard to decide because on one end. I want to see these young players play and yeah. get an opportunity to really represent the shirt and get time to develop and grow. Like it's, it's, it's hosting things like the tunnel club and, and people just jumping on somebody like Kosi Thompson, like being like, he's a terrible right back and he's crap and he should never play for the club again. He's 19 years 19. old. And you're asking him to play out of position. Yeah. Like he literally was not on the radar to make the senior team in February or yeah. January. And then he had a couple of really great stints with the first team in preseason and they needed depth and they knew these pieces weren't coming to the summer. So they signed him. Right. And I don't think he's actually been that bad. He's had nightmare games. Don't get me wrong. But young players are going to, right? Exactly. Right. And that's my point is that if you're going to go down that route, you will have to live with some of those mistakes. Yeah. Right. And, And no, like, the only youth player in the world that I can think of that came out right away and was amazing was Lionel Messi and Neymar, maybe, who were yeah. like, as soon as they touched the pitch, it was like, well, of didn't course. Didn't miss a step. Right? Yeah. Didn't miss yeah. a step. Everyone else, everyone else either went on loan somewhere and had to make mistakes yeah. or got in that first team, made mistakes, had to sit for a while. I mean, DeAndre Kerr just went through that, right, where he played the first right. game. Yeah didn't look good for the first 45 minutes they bench him we didn't see him again for a month right like it's yeah. <laughs> so from that perspective it kind of it sucks right because you see all these young talented players and then they go off elsewhere yeah and they make great careers for themselves yeah so in a lot of ways you almost can say to young players like look if you get into the first team do a year or two and then maybe you need to find somewhere else right yeah. unless you yeah. can really find a role where you can stick around and and make yourself useful. That's where I think somebody like a Kosi, a Jaden Nelson, 
can find themselves useful minutes off the bench as they're going along yeah. going forward. Now, of course, the club may have a different view. They may look at these guys and say, look, we played them. We showed them minutes in the league. And now the teams in the league are going to be like, yeah, I can see a use for that player on my team. I know you need a number nine, or I know you need a, a, a another starting center back. Why yeah. don't we make a trade, right? So you could use them as trade bait, as Ralph Preso was used right. to get Mark Anthony K. Exactly, yeah. So from that perspective, I think the club has has sort of bungled that pipeline. They've done really well in terms of at least in the last, let's call it, call it eight years of developing players, getting them on a pathway from TFC three to two, yeah, yeah. and then they it's kind of that last step, which that last little step, yeah, arguably is the hardest, right? It's yeah. arguably the hardest yeah. step to make, hundred percent, but. When you see teams like the Red Bulls do it, when you see teams like Dallas do it, when you see teams like Philly do it, and you're like, well, we have just as much, if not more talent in this exactly, area yeah. than maybe two of them combined. Yeah. How are we not able to produce young players? But at the same time, the, the fans don't lie. The the, the ticket sales, exactly. the jersey yeah. sales don't lie. You sell, you buy big players and yeah. they sell out BMO. Like you couldn't get 22,000 people to go to BMO you know, July the second, July twenty third rolls around, and there's thirty thousand people there, and everybody's yeah. wearing TFC kits, and they're all got insignia on the back. And how are you going to argue against that exactly. too? And then and now we're seeing this team maybe going on potentially a run. Yeah, so it's true. Yeah, it makes sense, and I think they've dealt. Yeah, like you said, I think they have dealt with it better in recent years, but um. Yeah, like you said, it's tough when the money's talking and you need to put those players on the field. Fans performances. as well. Performances as well. Yeah, it is what it I is. Would, but... I'd love to get maybe your perspective, if you don't mind me asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah of you course. Know your show, but like just in terms of, you know, your experience and and I know it's a different era of mm-hmm. the club, but what was that experience like in terms of getting from, you know, you're in the academy and then you're now in the senior team what is that jump like? For me, it was it was obviously a big jump in difference. But back then, we would obviously because there was no TFC two, no mm-hmm. none of this. There's literally two academy teams when I was there. When we first started junior and senior team. So if you're lucky enough and you're training well, you might get a look and okay, they're saying, hey, first team, you're training the first team today. And that happened to me I think twice, and I remember my first session was. Uh, just the, the jump there was just, it was huge. It was a big gap. You could tell it was a big gap. And he's like, okay, but this is, we know what it takes now, which was good. And we got that, remember we got that, uh, that vision. There's a few of us who were, who were training. I think me and Oscar and I forget who else we were doing it together that day. Mm-hmm. But it is a big jump. But I, I love now that they have that pathway because I think that's why myself, Oscar, Matt Stinson's, who maybe weren't ready to make that jump right away. But now they have that TFC2 where you're playing games. And when I, when I was, um, with Toronto and I'm just training, training, training as a first team player, young academy guy, just making the jump. We maybe had one, two reserve games a month at that time. Mm-hmm. That was still CSL, was, right? CSL. Well, we would play, no, they had a, they had a MLS, they had a reserve league. Oh, they had a reserve league. Yeah, that's right. But you maybe, you would maybe get one or two games a month, maybe mm-hmm. if you're lucky. So they would loan us back. We would play with the academy. So the job, so it's tough when you're just training, 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 I'd be able to get those games at that level. Back then, that would say it was the the easiest. Uh, wasn't the easiest to make that um, that transition. That I think yeah. these kids are these kids are getting, and I'm loving that Bob is just letting them play and getting out there and play. Let them play because yeah. so you get that experience. 
exactly and, and that's and that's what i kind of stress and when again we're on these fan shows and and people are just like really just, just get rid of them all just just get yeah. just literally people are like just just get rid of them all and sign everybody from europe and it's like that's not how you can it's build a sustainable build club long term yeah. you just can't yeah. build a club that way especially in mls with a salary cap the way it is you're going to have to find homegrown players that can fill minutes and if they don't play uh, and all due respect to MLS Next Pro, I was just out watching the twos on the weekend. They looked good. Yeah. But it, that you need you need games in MLS. The yeah. Speed yeah. of thought, the the speed of play, uh, and getting used to that. And I think yeah. these minutes for these young players who may have some of them may have struggled. It will it will benefit this team next year and a year yeah. after that if they stick around. Like I'm telling you, it will benefit them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of talent, like we know out here. But as long as they're in that professional atmosphere, they start getting those looks. They're in that. They see those first team players every day, see how they train, stuff like that. I think there's a lot of more. There's going to be some more gems, I'm sure, we're going to be seeing in these next five to ten years with this club, I'm sure. Absolutely. But um, no, Mike, I'm glad, I'm very happy again for you to to, to join. Pavel, do you have anything, anything for Mike before we head out? I don't know. I was kind of just thinking like when we we're talking about the acquisitions and it's funny because you bring in three Italians and you bring in three hometown guys as well. And two of those guys that were, well, three of them that were originally at the club. It's funny to bring back to Neil. And we talked about it loads, Keith, about even when I played against Mark Anthony K in university, just the fact that he's gone through such a weird streamline and ended up back at TFC. Um, I just think that the whole concept of that three international players and three local guys all coming back to the club and possibly making this championship run is is pretty incredible. It, it's yeah. it's very, I'll put it this way, in terms of a, look, TFC, when they make these signings, like obviously part of it is a football decision, right? In terms of how they fit yeah. into the squad and how they're going to yeah. play. Part of it is also a marketing decision, right? And it doesn't, yeah. it, it's not, it's not a surprise that you sign three Italians after they win the European champion, two of them <laughs> yeah. were on the team that won the European yeah. championship just last summer. And now you ride three Canadian guys who are probably going to Qatar in exactly. November, right? It, there's no coincidence behind that, right? Like, some of it is coincident in terms of like saying Daniel, right? Like his situation was a yeah, little was, different, but, yeah. but it, it, it's, you know, there is, I think a, a thought about how, can we bring as many of the Canadian national team players to Toronto FC as possible. Right. And um, if, if situations work, then yeah, of course, because it, 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 it's from a playing perspective is going to make you a really good team, but also from a marketing perspective, like a lot of these guys are starting to become, household names in the country yeah. right that run to qualify yeah. made those guys like you know like there was a rumor that sam adekube made come i don't think it was real to tfc if, if sam adekube came uh, and then all they had to do was show the celebration the the jump yeah. the <laughs> right like people would people would eat that up right people yeah. would be, even if they're 100%. casual soccer fans would eat that up so yeah. I would keep my eye on that. I, I don't think that's necessarily a coincidence or something that um, has escaped the management at TFC in terms of potential future signings as well. Right. Yeah, no, I find it, I find it pretty interesting. I find it fun as well. And I think when, before we jumped on the call and you're talking about all the interest from like all over the world and I have all of like colleagues of mine and friends of mine, just like 
oh, what's going on with TFC? Oh, you guys got Insignia. Oh, Bernadeschi's gone to TFC. And people are like tracking it and following it. And it's been crazy. so yeah. cool yeah. to just see the growth of just Toronto. Not even Canada making the run was like its own thing. And then tracking players like Alfonso Davies and John David. But when you have, I was in Portugal and people are talking to me about Stacchio. And you got mm-hmm. like people in Spain, like recognizing players and recognizing Toronto and seeing it. I'm like, this is wild it is wild it yeah is mike wild yeah mike like you said like you we remember those days like i would have never thought <laughs> no you'd see no. stuff like this oh my never. God, no never, <laughs> never never i was just saying this before like now doing the show i'll get random dm texts from you know people around the world just asking about toronto fc because they read the insignia thing or they read the bernadeschi thing or you know they're just like who is this canadian club signing all of these players yeah. or you know, people who were like, oh, yeah, that's right. You guys had Javinko at one point, right? Now you guys are getting, yeah. like, what's going on? Like, it's, it's it's crazy to, again, for me to have been in that stadium in, like, 2009. Crazy, and, yeah. And, right, like, in this 20,000-seat tin box stadium. And now, <laughs> yeah. you know, now, now you've got a full-out football pitch and 30,000 people. It's going to be expanding to 40,000 people. Yeah, like, like, it's – and now people are interested in the club. And when you say Toronto FC or TFC, people don't think, oh, you're talking about Toulouse, right? Like, no, yeah. you're talking about yeah. TFC. Like, it's – right? It's Toronto. It's 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 nuts. It's nuts, man. It's amazing. It's on the map. It's on the it's map. It's amazing. That's for sure. It is amazing amazing honestly mike thanks again um just uh if you want to plug anything before you go plug your podcast and tunnel club is for the people to come to find you yeah man uh, look it, it follow us uh, on twitter we mainly post uh, the podcast there so um co-hosting with mike saying and jeffrey pinesker the toronto till i die so just follow us at toronto till i die on twitter and you can find links for the show there find out wherever you get podcasts um and then we do the tunnel club so that's a twitter spaces show uh, with myself and Sean Levy, uh, we basically do post game just reactions to games, whether it's right after the game for road games or the day after at home games because we're at the home games usually. Yeah, um, yeah just follow us um, at TFC Tunnel Club, uh, and we'll post the shows there, and it's on podcasts as well on the Toronto Live Die Network. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Well, that's been another episode. Later.